Coming up on this episode of Up for Debate, last week, our movie draft. This week, our movie snacks. That's right, we're talking about all the food you love to eat at the silver screen, whether it's popcorn and a hot dog or even some of the crazier things you didn't even know you could buy at your local cinema. We're going to talk about all of them and give it our standard, under, over, or appropriate. It's all happening on this episode of Up for Debate. Stick around, because it's coming up next. This is Up for Debate, episode number 49, recorded April 7th, 2016, Snacking at the Silver Screen. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the podcast that um, we'll talk about food on every episode. It seems that way. Uh, I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by our, our director, producer, writer, uh, and all-around executive, uh, Matt Mariani. Matt? How are we doing there, Silver Screen, Sean? Oh, I'm, you know, hey, let's all go to the movies. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. exciting. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's more, what's more, th- you know, I don't mean to get off on a tangent in literally the first two sentences of the show, but, um, you know, it is, it is impressive to me that I feel in the last few years, the movie theater has really come back in, in a sense, because, you know, we can talk about the old days when there were drive-in theaters and, and a movie was was a unique experience, something you couldn't get in your home or anywhere else. Of course, that changed into the 90s and the 2000s, but I genuinely feel over the last three, four, five years that whether it's 3D or it's IMAX or it's the types of movies being released... Uh, but just something about the movies, I think, is is making a comeback. I don't know. What do you think? Sean, I actually think the exact opposite. What? I, I, <laughs> well, this is like we should debate, debate this. This is up for debate. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that actually the numbers and the data and, you know, the facts are going to dispute me here. Because uh, I think, you know, movie tickets have generally you've, been at the highest ever. You've never let facts slow you down, Matt. So but That's right. <laughs> Fa- facts are stubborn things, and I've never let them slow me down before. Um, but I I generally think that in our culture, I, I genuinely believe that uh, the movie theater is starting to become an outmoded place. It's starting to be an outdated uh, venue for a lot of people. Um, look, I think that as... As home technology improves, which it is improving leaps and bounds, I think, um, the home entertainment system is really going to replace the movie theater. I think that a lot of people are, are and it's it's more something that's settling into the cultural consciousness than uh, I think the, the numbers are showing right now. But I think in a, in a couple of years in the future... Uh, like four or five years, you're going to see a drastic decrease in the um, the number of movie theater attendees. Because look, who's going to spend? Who is going to spend ten or twelve dollars? Some even up to fifteen now in certain cities uh, of their hard earned money to go sit in a a crowded auditorium with people talking, people cell phones going off, people texting with the lights on and all that, all that junk. Uh, they got to deal with all that stuff when they can just buy a home entertainment system, be in their house. Look, I mean, we all know how movies are being pirated over the internet and streamed over the internet. You can go onto a live streaming site and you can watch any movie that's in a theater right now from the comfort of your own home. And I think that people are realizing it's a better investment to just 
improve their own home theater and, you know, just chill at home, invite over a friend or, you know, a, a special someone, watch yourselves a movie or maybe two movies. Uh, and in the long run, it's cheaper than going out to the theater. I don't think that three, I think 3D is, has kind of like a blip in the radar. I think it's kind of like, it's kind of like spiked things a little bit, made it a little bit more interesting for movies uh, just temporarily, though. I think it's a temporary thing, and in general, I feel like the movie theater is on its way out in our culture. Matt, you want to hear something surprising? Let's I agree with surprising. every single point you just made. That. Except for the surprising. conclusion. But you forgot one thing that I think has changed the movie industry over the last few years that is not being... Because ca- you're right, the technology at home has caught up and it is cheaper and it is more convenient and it is easier. I don't disagree with any of that. But but what has made people go to the movie theater? The coming attractions. The the, the trailers. God, they play <laughs> so many now. I used to love trailers. I'm a big trailers guy. Yeah, I like they trailers play, too. Even I say they play too much. It's it gets to be a little bit overkill. Yeah. I have to say, it, I agree with you. But I then think again, that there are those theaters that play one, and then I'm like, well, okay, that's not enough. That's not fair. Yeah, that's not nearly enough. No. But I agree with you. A lot of a lot of times, my friends will be like, oh no, it's only the coming attractions. We can be late. No. No, you want. I'm see a it. very big stickler. I want to get there at least a half an hour yeah. before the coming attractions. You got it. You got to see what's coming even out. Though, even though you saw them all on YouTube the day they came out. No, exactly. <laughs> it's just there's something different about hearing it in that surround sound. But what is pushing people to the movie theaters? I think more than anything else, is our new digital social culture and the era of spoilers and hype. And and I really mean this. And I think this works to the benefit of blockbusters and the detriment to small films. Because we did the movie draft last week, and f- you'll have a dozen Mother's Days, or The Bosses, or or uh, Hardcore Henry's. For Peter's every, Dragon. Or Pete's Dragon. For every one Civil War, or every one X-Men. A movie that is hype, that is marketing, that has a plot that you know Civil War Oh, holy! if I'm even remotely a fan, I don't want to hear what's going to happen. I might as well take myself to the theater and watch it, right? Yeah. Franchises, which, which if have built any affinity, will more likely to drive you to a theater. Um, I, I really think that dynamic is so huge to why people go to theaters now. Because I think you're right. You can watch it in your home, but you have to wait 60 to 90 days. Hmm. You know, if they showed yeah. up on Netflix next day, I bet that would be the case and i bet movie sales would tank that is not the problem you definitely raise a good point i mean i'm gonna quote you as saying that no one's ever said that to me culture you raise a good point sean jennings uh yeah the spoiler culture is is definitely something that is working in movie theaters favor uh especially for those those large large scale blockbuster films um uh there's there's with between social media, between internet forums, um, you know, uh, spoilers are now more prevalent than ever. Um, and I think that people don't, they don't want to, you know, they don't want to have their, that experience ruined on the internet. So they, I, I think I, I, I get your point. I definitely understand what you're saying. Uh, but I don't think that this is, going to change the fate the ultimate fate of movie theaters which i see as going 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 gone you know 
I always have a problem when people say old institutions leaving because you could say that about landline telephones or about the newspaper or about books, printed books. Um, well, hey now, printed books are no, going nowhere. Well, they're okay. not going nowhere. They but, ain't going nowhere. Okay, but see, that's my point, right? So I'm going to keep telling that to myself. I think you're going to see a I'll bigger be like rise. Like that guy in the Twilight Zone who's reading. He's, he's reading the but last. But there book, was time, and then he breaks his glasses. <laughs> that's um, going to be me. Oh, that's so sad. Um, always bring an extra pair. Uh, no, the, um, I think you're right. I think they will get diminished, but that's when you'll see the rise in, in specialty things. So, and, and this is what we're going to talk about, right? Where IMAX is one, but, um, and that was the dryer. If you heard that, that was, um, in, in, in theater dining experiences, right? It's all going to be about what, what's different in a theater than what you can do in your home. That is where the value comes in, because you're right. The experience is very comparable for a standard movie in a standard theater. Mm. Big leather chairs in theaters, right, with recliners and, and drink service and bars. And, you know, it, it's, it's all going to be about the gimmick in the future, but I don't think they're ever going to go away because there is value. That's like saying the ballet or the opera is going to go away because I can watch an opera in my home. No, there, there is something about the group. Uh, you talked about cheering at Star Wars. I mean, there is value in the in the group experience of seeing a film together that I don't think you can get rid of. I agree with the uh, your group experience argument partially to a point. I think that it, it's valid, but it's not valid on a broad enough scale. You know, like, I, I think there's really only a handful of movies you can say that about. Star Wars, of course, being one of but them. But the blockbuster franchises. Yes and no. I mean, I don't see people going to Civil War and having the same reactions as something as nostalgic as Star Wars. No, I, I mean, I think it's a bigger experience than Free State of Jones. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I mean, I forgot that that, that, movie that was, was a, a thing. thing. Yes. Um, but... Yeah, I, I don't. I and I, I, I understand. I think it's even more true for these, for more so than blockbusters. I think for cult classics and like niche films. I mean, you have the reactionary theater or the um, participatory yep. theater of things like Rocky Horror Picture Show, um, and something like that is an experience you definitely can't like replicate re-releases. at home. Re-releases have been huge the last couple of years, where they put Ghostbusters or Back to the Future in theaters for a week. You know, and again, it's a movie. Everyone is is mostly universally familiar with, and it's the group experience. That's exactly where I think movie theaters will find a place in the future. I mm-hmm. think that movie theaters will always have a place for, hey, you remember this? Well, we're going to show it. Hey, you remember Jet Li's action movies? We're going to show a marathon of, right. of Jet Li at the you know at the grindhouse or we're going to show a bruce uh, Bru- i meant to say bruce lee we're going to show you know a, well, i guess you could have a jet lee marathon too <laughs> we're going to have an awesome action anyone with lee martial arts with the last name lee uh kung fu film yeah. marathon but at but, this you know at the grindhouse and, and we're going to have a double feature it's going to be you know uh two b movies we're going to be showing you know attack of uh the giant ant men and the giant lady, the tall, really tall lady, and the blob, and we're gonna have a triple feature. Like that's the place that movie theaters are gonna have. But what's interesting, a gimmicky, like classic movie that to me plays against chain theaters, your Regals and your AMC's of the world. I think that is to their disadvantage. I think, I think, if that's the path we predict it will go down, that plays well into favor of the local theater. Of, of the small, the two screen, the three screen in your small town, 
who who aren't bowing to the whims of Hollywood, who are programming the movies they want to program because it reaches their audience specifically. And if that is the case, that is awesome. And I am so on board. The little, the mom and pop theaters. The problem is going to be is if that's the case, then I want to get first run blockbusters in my home sooner, sooner than I get them now. If we're going to see the decline in that, then figure out a way to get them in my home. I will pay the twelve. I'll pay fifteen dollars to get them in my home, but I've seen proposals out where they want to do services where it's fifty bucks a movie for same day releases in the home, and that's that's it's ludicrous. A steep. That's a little yeah. That's definitely unless steep. I'm inviting twenty people over and having a party. Yeah, that's steep. And yeah, and I guess I guess that's maybe that's who's that's the uh, the well, market they're you know trying to attract. It's people who build ten thousand dollar media yeah. rooms in their houses and they can totally afford a $50 movie whenever they want. Yeah. Indeed. The super rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the mom and pop theaters uh, that are making a comeback now, what's, what's really fascinating um, about, about that area is if you have these independent movie theaters, you know, not your big line cinemas, your, your bow tie cinemas, your whatever um, Miramax and all that, um, what you're going to do, what you're going to see happen is that each theater is going to try to, um, develop their own kind of their own style and their own like gimmicks that are mm-hmm. going to come out, uh, to make themselves popular. You know, I mean, I, I, I can't even imagine where this will go, but I remember hearing an example of when King Kong was re-released or not re-released when King Kong was, um, they made the King Kong movie. Uh, the Jack Black the one Jack that Black Peter, one. Peter Jackson directed. Yeah, that one. Uh, the, the, the mom and pop movie theater decorated the interior of the theater to be, you know, like King Kong themed. Like all King Kong themed. And they had the original movie and they had the sequel to the original movie and they played it uh, leading up to the, re- to the, the new movie. Um, things like that. I think you'll, you'll get a lot, of, a lot of really cool things done at a very local level that'll be uh it'll be interesting to see it'll be something that we haven't seen the likes of in a really long time agreed well and even on the even on the national level i know there's a chain and the oh, man i wish i remembered which chain their big push now is um exclusive um packs that you know you can buy the ticket but if you throw in an extra five bucks they give you i saw this with assassin's creed movie that's coming out if you throw in an extra five bucks, they give you a keychain. If you throw in an extra ten bucks, you get a patch. If you throw in an extra fifty bucks, you get like this awesome jacket that looks like the assassin's jacket. If you throw in two hundred bucks, you get this really good figurine, like like figurine, all the way up to like ten thousand dollars, and you get like an expertly handcrafted prop replica signed by the movie star in the movie. Um, again, it's anything that is above. I pay you money to sit in a seat and watch a movie. And, and and I think that's going to be the future. But you know where the best place to start that is, Matt? Where's the best place? The concessions. Ah, ah See what I did there? Um, yes. So, uh, excellent discussion. I think we solved the movie industry's problems right here. Of course we did. This is this is what we're good at. Um, if only people would listen. If, damn it. <laughs> I'll, you know what? I'll I'll put this on a VHS tape and I'll mail it to uh, to the folks at you know Paramount and uh, and the various You'll studios. Mail it to the past because nobody has a VCR player. <laughs> I don't even know you how I'd it. get it on a VHS tape to be honest. Mail it to 1997. That's a you know what someone there's your startup idea. Somebody who will take your digital files and put them on a VHS tape. 
know, for nostalgia purposes or you like your own music on cassette tapes. Yeah. I bet you could make money doing that. Um, Who hasn't dreamed of owning their own VCR library in 2016? People do. There was one guy who, another random story, but there was some guy who wanted to own every VHS copy of a certain movie. And it was, it was one that wasn't like super widely released. And he's gone on eBay and he's traveled around wow. the world. And so he has hundreds of, co- thousands of copies of the same movie. And his goal is to buy all of them. You know what? I could see doing that if I was super, super wealthy. And I didn't have a job or a task or like some kind of other direction or purpose in life. <laughs> if I had already if you made were it. sad and alone. If I had already and... like, no, like, no, I would be like, I had totally made it. And like. Like there's nothing, nothing that's else taken to that you would accomplished away. everything. I've gone and I've been to every every place in the world I wanted to go to, and I've traveled and I've I've been to space and back. And your and final goal, your last bucket list that, item. That's yeah, that's something I would do. Some kind of really like focused quest. Get all the VH the VHS tapes in the world of I don't know, uh, Home Alone three. Airbud, <laughs> exactly. Oh my god, that's so sad. Um, so movie theater uh, food, Kazam. Kazam. Oh boy, Shaq. <laughs> Shazam. 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 God, remember when Shaq was an actor? Yeah, of course. That was such a bad idea. Um, so movie theater snacks. Where would you like to start? We can go with the classics. We can go with the newbies. We got to start with the classics. We got to start with the classics. Sorry, right. we well, got to start with the classics. What's the most classic of all? Got to go with Milk Duds. No. Oh, no. No, <laughs> those are the worst. No, I, I know, I know what you were trying. To Holy you were trying shit! To talk, you wanted to talk about popcorn. No, we can start with milk duds, which are easily but, the worst, if not the second worst. Whoa, milk whoa. duds suck. They what? Matt, let me break it. Let wow. me give you. Let me give you a. Wow. Let me give you three points. Three right. as to why milk duds are way at the bottom. Okay, number one, milk duds do not taste good. They just don't. Well, they don't taste like milk. If that, if you were expecting, they don't even milk. taste like duds. They taste like <laughs> nothing. Okay, one, two. Okay. They are not fun to eat. They're they, so fun to eat. They are not because they stick to your teeth and they stick to the inside of your mouth and they're hard to that's chew. That's the fun part. That's not all fun. That's, that's the torture. Fun part. <laughs> that's no. That, it, that's all. That's like saying eating rusty nails. Well, half the fun is eating them. Milk no. duds. <laughs> and the third point. So so they don't taste good. They're not fun to eat. And they suck, and that's they're just bad, Matt. And I just cannot wow. express. Can you make a more objective argument? <laughs> this is they're science bad. right here. They're poopy. I don't like them. <laughs> I don't want them. Uh, <laughs> now, Tell right, me why they're, they're not, good. They're not the best tasting candies out there, but for a movie, I don't know why. I I, I like milk duds, and I like them in bulk. So you're I telling like a me a lot of milk duds. You're telling me you're at your local cinema, and they have the glass case. With a hundred types of candy in it, and Matt Mariani, in his wisdom, looks at all the choices he has in the world, and says, "I'll take the milk duds." Well, can I can I let you in on a little secret, Sean, about um, my candy choices at movie theaters? Oh, please do. And I'll let the folks at home in on this little secret too. I have kind of a system when it comes oh, to boy. selecting movie candies. I don't know why. I don't know where the system comes from. Generally, what I like to do when I'm going to see a movie is I have a different candy type 
depending on the genre of movie I'm going to see. And and anybody at home, you can you can uh, tweet us or email or in response if you have the same system, which would be pretty pretty odd, let me say. But I really like different yeah definitely like different types of candy okay like different so like by genre right so like for comedies what's your comedy my go-to something sour something sour sour. so like a sour patch kid kind of sour patch watermelon is usually my favorite but the sour patch worms are pretty good too the gummy the sour gummy worms so anything sour warhead i'll bring in a warhead wow um warheads are are great actually movie theater a very highly underrated i've never thought of that but they're they're I'm always like mm, like closing my eyes and like puckering. Like I feel like it, that'd be distracting. The problem, the problem with warheads is you can't eat too many of them, and no. you, get, you get sick of them real fast. I think fast. you die if you eat. You too get many. sick of them real fast. Yeah, I'm sure They're that's one good of those for things. One of those Mentos and Coca-Cola things. Yeah. Um. So for like a drama, what's like a serious candy? A serious, like dramatic film. I want. I want. I want like. I want like an Oscar nominee. You go with Skittles. Skittles. You go with Skittles. Definitely go with Skittles in that case. Something fruity, sugary. Fruity, what? sugary, Skittles. Okay. Definitely got to go with Skittles. All right. Uh, what about a horror movie? The horror movie, um, I don't see that many horror movies. But when I do, the, 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 the option here is not a candy from the concession stand. Uh-huh. It's a nut. You bring in nuts. Nuts. From home. Or or some other store, you sneak them in your pocket. What kind of nut? Almonds. Almonds. Blue diamond almonds. Nice. This episode brought to you by. Hey, though, uh, diamond almonds. Please send me one <laughs> tin, and you can be my lifetime sponsor. I love almonds. Any um, flavor, my my go to flavor of blue diamond almonds are. Um, I like the wasabi, the wasabi ginger flavor. It's pretty great. Okay. Uh, or I forget if it's wasabi ginger or if it's just wasabi. I think it's just wasabi. You go with wasabi. There, those are fantastic. Uh, the honey roasted are great too. Just nuts of any kind, good for horror movies. What pistachio about pistachio like, nuts? Pistachio. You know, it's not exclusive to just almonds. No, pistachio you do all nuts kinds are of pretty nuts. good. Cashews. Not, yeah, cashew. Mix it up. Get some dried fruit in there. Some Ooh. dried apricots. Well, now you're getting a trail mix territory. Yeah, like some kind of little 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 trail mixy. Yeah, something like that. Something. I guess something really really dry work I, I think they work you, well you definitely them. don't want a damp mouth in a horror film no, no absolutely not something's dry something salty something you can spit on the person in front of you when you're shocked when <laughs> when the dramatic thing happens exactly yeah you throw, oh, you throw was that an pistachio almond? notes everywhere yeah all your pistachio nuts go flying now that is the that's the inconvenient part if you bring it if you do decide to go the pistachio route you got to shell them and that gets really distracting to the people around you sometimes if you're not <laughs> you should, careful. You should just bring a bunch of, of, of unshelled, peen, uh, of unshelled, shelled peanuts, peanuts, shelled peanuts and just throw and just them on throw the, the ground. shells everywhere. <laughs> oh, my God. Worst movie theater patron ever. Sunflower seeds. You got to spit them out. Oh, my God. I chewing tobacco at that point. Yeah. Um, now, what about like an animated film? An animated film. Now, here's the, the, the thing with animated films is that it could be anything. Yeah, that's a great. Oh, no rules. There's no rules for an animated film. It's a kid's movie. You know what? I generally like to do chocolate in that situation. Okay. M&M's. Yeah. Hershey's. That's a good one. Mr. Goodbar. Oh, Mr. Goodbar. Come Crunch on. Bars. Crunch. Uh, all-time, all-time favorite snack at a movie theater, Raisinets. You know, to I'm, me, there's just something about Raisinets. I've never had Raisinets. 
What was that? I've never eaten a chocolate-covered raisin before. I've eaten chocolate-covered other nuts, and I've eaten chocolate-covered... Um, I didn't mean other nuts as in raisins are a nut. I know raisins are not a nut. I just want to be clear. Um, I, I've No, I've eaten other chocolate-covered things. I've never had chocolate-covered raisins. raisins. Oh, wow. I should do that. That sounds <laughs> you good. Should, you should definitely get on that. Because I wish I had you, a box. You're missing so much. You're missing chocolate-covered raisins. I like raisins. You're missing yogurt covered raisins. I've had those. I have had those. Awesome. Oh, okay. Those okay, are good. Had those, then you 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 can imagine what a raisin yeah. Oh no, I know. I could probably. You can imagine. Yes. You can fill in the blanks. But yeah, that seems like but a good movie theater. Definitely snack. get on that. That's my all time go to favorite. Of just a big bag of raisinets. Well, and what I like about what you just described, did you notice the thread of everything of every candy you described? No, they I were did not. all. Small, many individual pieces of candy. Yeah. You, you didn't list uh, a peanut butter cup. You didn't list uh, a licorice. You didn't list uh, anything Anything with uh, Kit Kat. Um, no, you listed all things that come uh, little yeah, individual pieces. A, yeah, I mean, I guess you can have like big, like a big chocolate bar and a movie. It's just not, but you don't. I don't know. There's something about, because yeah. you want to eat it while you're watching the movie. And yeah. you don't want to have to be like paying attention yeah. to what you're doing. You want to just reach in and grab them. You want to be able to save some for later. You want to be able to share with people. Right. Perfect your for friends that. Friends, stuff like that. You don't want to just be in a chocolate bar in a movie. I mean, you know, by all means you could, but it's just not really a social norm, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Speaking of social uh, unnorms, we're going to do a little, a little smooth segue yes. into. Movie theater snacks around the world. I really wanted to talk about this. All right. Uh, I researched some of the more interesting movie snacks from different parts of the world. Where to begin? How about in the one place in the world you would definitely expect to have weird, weird snacks at a movie theater? Canada. Japan. Oh fuck! All right, Japan. Japan. Well, all right, Canada. IKEA. Um, I could. I could see why you poutine. There, would but... you have poutine at a theater? No, that sounds messy. That sounds really messy. You don't That's wanna... something you would probably have at a hockey game. Definitely a hockey. Oh yeah. Game. Oh yeah. Totally. Warm, warm me up. That's at probably a cold like the nachos game. of the hockey game. You know, <laughs> like those messy. I never understood you don't people care that you're messy because you're drunk and you're watching a hockey game kind of snack. I never understood people who get nachos at a movie theater. That's not a good movie theater snack. I would. I don't think it's the best choice. I would rather if I'm getting like a like a whole food. I would go with their crappy pizza. Yeah, or a hot dog or something. Or but their I, crappy hot dog. Just um, nachos. That's uh, anyway. So in Japan, what can you get at a movie theater? Let, let me guess. Can I guess? Well, the, right before that. Right before oh, that. I yes. just want to add one thing to the nachos. Is that you know? It's not something you want to eat in the dark. You don't want to eat nachos in the dark. No, it's messy. You don't know what the hell you're doing. You it's so messy. A lot of napkins. It's it gets cold fast, so it's not meant yeah. to eat throughout the movie. Like it's not the M&Ms best option or something. for no. a movie theater snack. No, I agree. Totally agree. You'd be dripping the cheese everywhere. Yeah. So, all right, go ahead and make your guess. Okay. What snack do you think, Sean Jennings, is movie a theater common in Japan? A common delicacy at movie theaters all across japan all right three guesses meatball you'll, you'll sub get it. no okay bangers and mash 
No, you're, I think I think you're thinking of a wrong of a different Japan. Uh, what? No, We're just thinking of a very just, different no, Japan. Just give me a minute here. I'll get it. it. Sounds like you're thinking of like South Philly, French onion which is soup, not Japan. French onion soup. Is it French onion you soup? Are totally wrong oh, on all three accounts. Damn. What, um, what can you, you do? definitely had? You definitely had South Philly in mind, <laughs> or Chicago, or something. You can get bangers and mash in uh, in Philly. I'm sure you can. Yeah, okay. get a lot of things in Philly. That's true. Um, would you believe you could get at a movie theater in Japan um, dried anchovies marinated in soy sauce and wasabi and ginger? That's actually okay. I'll press <laughs> by saying I would never eat that, but that is a great idea because it is poppable. The little bits, something you can eat one at a time as you're sitting in a theater. I totally I get it. Feeling, I have a feeling that we're definitely onto something here because we're going to notice that common trend all across the world. Uh, a movie theater demands, almost demands, poppable, portable, shareable, yep. something that has longevity that you can make last through the entire uh, cinema experience. Yep. And, so, so yeah, that's not no messy different. and yeah. Yeah, the dried dried little fish. The anchovies are very tiny. I would try that. Just kind of pop them. I would try it. I, don't know I if definitely would try it. I would want a lot of water or or movie soda to go with so that. Some sake, that, maybe. That, well, yeah, something that because that that's gonna dry your mouth out pretty quick. That's gonna go. It's gonna make you really thirsty. You're gonna want a big big soda with that. Yes, yes, you big will. big Japanese soda to go with that. But that's apparently a very common concession. Uh, in a lot of Japanese theaters, particularly in the countryside, but uh, could be anywhere. Also, particularly in port cities, Japan has a lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes sense. Japan, very, very fish-oriented food. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was surprised to find it doesn't seem like takoyaki is much of a thing. I'm sorry, what? movie theaters. Say, say takoyaki. What? Taco, say taco. Taco, yaki. Yaki. Taco yaki. Taco yaki. Okay. Does it involve taco tacos? Yaki. No, it involves squid. It involves oh, okay. deep fried squid. Well, that's misleading. That's that's taco not yaki fair. Is a um, it's a Japanese snack that they have in baseball stadiums. It's like their hot dog. You don't go. I mean, you could. I guess they have hot dogs too, but they're basically their traditional baseball food is the takoyaki, which is a, it's like kind of like a little, a little dish of a little bowl of, uh, these little balls. And that's why I'm surprised to not see them in movie theaters is because there are these little balls that have this, um, kind of like, almost like a mayonnaise glaze that they Mm -hmm. put on it. Um, and they're supposedly very good. I've never had them. And you eat them in a movie theater. You don't know. This is okay. why I was surprised that they. This is not a very common uh, movie theater food. It's it's more common to see at baseball games or a street food, but um, the movie theater snack, the go to snack, I guess like their popcorn the is fish. their uh, these little fish, which are actually, in hindsight, probably a lot better for you than popcorn. You're not, you know, corn isn't all that. Oh no, corn is. Empty calories. It's not really healthy at all. Yeah, no. it's just empty calories. And at least the fish has protein. It has omega three, stuff like that. Matt, Good I stuff. think we got to bring it to the U.S. Good stuff. I think that's I think what we, we should. Do. I think we should. Yeah, let's let's trendsetters. Big bag of fish. We'll walk in. <laughs> We're not from here. <laughs> <laughs> 
clearly. Clearly, we're not from here. So, yeah. Cool. Yep. That's uh, one of the little interesting places. Another interesting little uh, snack. If we travel across the pond, but then go a little bit further south in the old country of Argentina. Ah. But especially, it's Argentina, but it's really quite common throughout South America, from what I understand. Sean, we talked about poppable snack foods. We sure did. And what is the most poppable animal in the animal kingdom? Oh, man, that's a really tough one. Um, I'm going to say... Think about the whole animal kingdom. Oh, I see. I see what you're getting at here. No, that would probably be probably be the gazelle. I mean, that's the most hoppable animal. (laughs) No, Matt. No, no, no. It's uh, no. Honestly, my honest guess would be crickets. Your honest guess is not that far from the mark. Ants. Because I know. I was thinking ants. Well, (laughs) and I think actually crickets make more sense because at least they're a little they're a little bit bigger. Um, but apparently, uh, ants are a very common, especially chocolate covered ants, chocolate. I have or heard honey of those. Covered. I have heard of those chocolate covered ants or honey covered ants are very common all across South America. Uh, they like to ingest them at their local movie theaters. Um, but I, I do agree. I think crickets make more sense in that regard. They, they seem like they're a little meatier, a little bit they're larger, definitely bigger more poppable um which would you rather eat an ant or a cricket do i have to eat only one of each no you have to if it's a cricket it's you a only weight equivalent one. you eat one cricket or, or a cricket's weight like, in ants a, yeah a cricket's weight of ants um uh probably the cricket I'd probably go with the I cricket. Go also. with the cricket. I would do I'd that. Go with the cricket I'm also. googling Matt right now to see if I can get us some chocolate-covered ants. If I if I, I send you to. a box, will you eat some on the show? Oh yeah, absolutely. If if it's if it's possible, yeah. I gotta find out, but I I would actually definitely be willing to try that. Okay. If you if you would eat one with me. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that would be something we could do. So that that's something we could do for sweeps week. <laughs> it's our sweeps week episode uh well John and Maddie weird things crickets and beetle larva okay but that's... that that might be going a little too far and i don't know i gotta that's a little bit of uncharted territory and also these websites seem kind of sketchy <laughs> chocolate covered well, crickets you, i can get chocolate covered crickets on amazon oh i can get ant wafers i don't know what what's in an ant wafer yeah you can just buy these i can get mealworms I mean, I can get I can get scorpions. No, we're getting off on such a tangent here. I apologize for that. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, but um, definitely. But yeah, that seems like a that seems like a. The, my problem is though. Well, if they're chocolate covered, they're not as small. I think just raw ants would be awfully hard to just grab. Like, I guess if you buy like the they're handful, not raw. they're definitely not raw. Well, no, they're I mean dead. like cooked, but like they're not covered. Ants. Yeah, you're not you're not diving into some live ants. Live, <laughs> just pour. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, no, they're not, I don't, I don't think you can, I mean, you, maybe you can get them raw, but I think the ones I found are chocolate covered or honey covered. They're covered in some kind of tasty goo. 
of the chocolate or honey variety. Um, but yeah, that's uh, South America's snack of choice when you go to a movie theater. I like it. Uh, last one I'm going to do, because uh, we got to talk about some other stuff. Uh, we're going to go back across the other pond. We're going to skip over Europe. We're going to find ourselves in the frozen and cold tundra of Russia. Mother Ma- Russia. Mother Russia. Yes. That's, that was an awful. That sounded, I'm, I'm that's so actually sounded more Italian than Russian. I, I think I'm that sounded jerk. a little bit more. I'm that was Mari. really insulting. It's me, a Russia guy. The Russia. Oh, my God. That's awful. So um, in Russia, now this, this one actually is not really far off the mark. Okay. Think about Russia as it is right now. The economy uh, is in an interesting place where you have a lot of very wealthy, rich oligarchs. Mm-hmm. And what would a wealthy, rich Russian oligarch like more than anything besides vodka to go with his movie watching experience in his specialty press box that have been created for just such czars and czarinas? Um, gazpacho? That's not Russian. Well, maybe <laughs> he likes it anyway. Stuff. Why can't he like a Good try. Swing and a miss. Okay. Why don't you just tell me the answer? Obviously, caviar, Sean. They okay. would like some beluga caviar. Now, okay. this, that wasn't, That's really, showing off. That wasn't really that far-fetched. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, beluga caviar is served at many, many theaters in Russia, particularly to those wealthy um, upper echelon types who like to watch their movies in their private press boxes i've never had caviar i but it seems like something i would enjoy immensely always wanted to have some i'd eat caviar on the show if you're interested in yeah, ordering no, us no, cav- no 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 you're interested in sending us some caviar i do not think so <laughs> i do not think so not gonna happen Oh well. Someday when we if if a caviar company wants to sponsor our show and send us some, that's we'll, we'll toss Blue Diamond to the curb before getting caviar money. We would of course say spasiba to them. That sounds like some kind of fungus that'll kill you over the Spasiba. span of a few days. I don't that's know. That's how you say thank you in Russian. Oh my goodness. Um anyway, you learn all kinds of things on this show. You also learn that I am a liar. I've lied. Because I had one more thing that I wanted to uh, say, one more country, and this one is just too good to pass up. All right, we'll let this slide. Pass up. Okay. Bring it on. Are you ready for this one? I'm so ready. I'm going to have to pull up the name because I forgot the name of this particular snack, but I promise it's, it's, uh, it's well worth it. So for this one, we're not going far from Mother Russia. We are going to the nearby neighboring country of Lithuania. 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 I thought I thought that I thought that went away after the Cold War. No, that's still a thing. That is still a thing. Okay. They are still around. Uh-huh. And they have movie theaters there. They are in the uh the bowels of Eastern Europe. What what movies do you even watch in Lithuania? You watch Lithuanian movies, of course. Like what? Name a Lithuanian. Uh, 
<laughs> you got me there. I'm sure they have some movies. Yeah. Um, maybe probably just dubbed into Lithuanian. Uh, of course, that Lithuanian classic. Vladimir Putin, all around nice guy. <laughs> or else. Or or else. Yes, exactly. Uh, this snack is called kvas. Okay. Kvas. K-V-A-S. Kvas is a beverage that has been brewed, apparently, if this goes way back to antiquity. All right. So this is a beverage they drank in in ancient times okay uh it's it's a very popular lithuanian beverage um a lot of the times it's not sold directly in the theater they're sold in these big yellow or orange tanks these big like tanks that you find outside of a theater and there'll be a vendor there uh like gatorade yeah well almost like you picture like a gatorade cooler yeah tipped on its side ah on wheels. Okay, this, like, this sounds legitimate. Like three times bigger, almost like an oil tank, oh. <laughs> but not as not definitely not as big as that. Okay. Um, and this beverage is made out of fermented cube, and I'm reading directly from the site. I'm not making any of this up. Fermented cubes of stale black or rye bread, and then so it's it's a hot beverage. And you pour hot water over these dried croutons of stale black or rye bread. And the bread is fermented. So I, I would assume that it gets you drunk. I'm not sure. I don't know for a fact. Um, anybody at home with experience drinking kvass, please go ahead and, and inform us. But you pour the, you almost like tea. You pour the hot water over these croutons and you drink it. And this is a really popular phenomenon that started in the 90s once movies started to be, get released in Lithuania en masse after the Cold War. People started th – this kvass saw like a resurgence and it, it's like now a very popular drink to have while you're watching a, your favorite Lithuanian film in a movie theater. Okay. Uh <laughs> After the wall <laughs> fell and the war was over, didn't somebody tell them about Coca-Cola? Like, like, like seriously, like this feels really unfair to yeah. the people of Lithuania that they believe this is an okay thing to do. Like it's not, it's, it is the 21st century. We have the technology have, yeah. <laughs> to, to get you a better beverage. It almost reminds me of like something they could use in a Coca-Cola commercial. Like they're drinking this kvass and... And they're, they're all, all sad, sad and gray. And, and like... then all of a sudden the Coca-Cola guy runs in and the sun comes out because it was raining or snowing before. And then everybody's drinking Coca-Cola and they're happy now. Yeah, well, they can't be very happy at this point because <laughs> they're drinking wet, wet old bread. I don't even we understand. replace their, their ancient time-honored tradition with our massive capitalist you know, modern Matt, day creation. Can I give you a tip? <laughs> Not all uh, traditions are meant to be kept around. This is Some true. have lived past their day. <laughs> this this sounds true. like one of them. I would really be interested in trying kvass, though. I'm, I'm just, just wondering. I don't know. Is there a I recipe? Can really, I can imagine what it tastes like. The recipe looks like it just includes pouring hot liquid 
over stale croutons, which well, doesn't do sound that. appetizing. Matt, to me. that sounds yeah. like something you would do. This does sound like something I would have done by now. Hey guys, what are you drinking? Oh, it's an ancient Lithuanian drink called kvass. How'd you make it? I took the salad, cr- the croutons out of my but salad. That's what you, you do, like the garlic butter croutons. <laughs> you know, like totally the wrong thing. Pour, put them in a filter and just pour it hot water. I it use the Brita. Terrible. I hope you don't mind. It's like, oh my god. Ugh. God, oh, that yeah. sounds awful. I'm so sorry for the people of Lithuania. Yeah, so that's a thing in Lithuania. Wow. Indeed. I feel like I learned something today. I think you did. I think, I think I did. we all did. I think we all did. I'm done with the, uh, the international movie, uh, international movie foods for the uh, for this episode. But um, yeah, now of all those snacks, which would you which would you be the least repulsed at somebody eating sitting next to you? Uh, the least repulsed if they were next to me, probably. Well, assuming they were they were chocolate or honey covered, the ants would probably be the least repulsive because it's basically candy. Yeah, you, you I mean, probably really didn't even notice that they were ants. I was thinking the same thing. I think a lot of people might have said caviar, but the caviar no. caviar has a little bit of a smell to it. I but think. again, I've never again I've never had it. If but I'm if you're the person eating caviar and I'm sitting next to you, I'm also <laughs> in the box and I'm very wealthy and I know caviar, so it probably wouldn't bother me. That's true. That's true. It's not like the the typical Russians. Of I can't everyday imagine kvass smells cap. good. No, kvass probably smells pretty awful. Oh if my it's, god! If it's stale fermented croutons with hot water pulled, yeah. Man, just think of how many people in Lithuania we're insulting right now. Like I know, we've lost all none of our Lithuanian oh. viewers. So you don't know about our big Lithuanian uh, contingency <laughs> that uh, that watches. Well, that's, the show? Uh, that's gone now. Yeah. We've insulted all of them. That's all right. <laughs> they suck there anyway. No. Um, yeah, I think it's really interesting. I mean, I'm sure that the people of Lithuania think it's weird to eat heated corn and um, tubes of meat and buns and sodas bigger than your head. Yeah. I've always wondered that. What do you think that people who are not, you know, from here think about, like, what the weirdest American food is, the weirdest th- that we think is, like, totally normal? Well, even at the movies, honestly, I don't think it's... To me, I have to imagine if I'm from another country, it's got to be the size and scale of our snacks. I mean, yeah, you know, when you go to a theater and their whole gimmick is if you get the, I wish I had something to compare to, the tub, a literal tub of popcorn, it has free refills. How do you eat more than one tub, a yeah. tub of popcorn? It's pretty shocking. Those They're, things are meant to be shared, just so everybody knows. But pe- some people don't. But they don't. That's the point. Some people don't. Well, yeah. And I have this Matt, and I'll, let me uh, let me ping it to you in the uh, in the Skype here. This great photo of me from many years ago that a, a mutual friend of ours, Colin, took. Um, because the joke was, and ignore my horrible haircut, but the joke <laughs> was a so he he got a small that is a small. Um, like frosty type soda, you know, like an iced soda. It's bigger than my head. Wow, bigger than my head. A soda, a small soda that is bigger than my head, and I have a reasonably sized head. So keep that in mind. That that it it is out of control the size and scale of the snacks you get. Never mind the fact that they are not cheap. To be honest, I don't get snacks at the movie theater anymore. No, 
No, I don't even know the last time I have. The prices yeah, just got outrageous. I've kind of gotten away from that too. And I've also, gotten away from those. Uh, I don't think the portions are are worth. No, they're not really justifiable compared to what you're paying. Like, I'm sorry, I just don't think that I want to pay five ninety five for like three milk duds. It's right. just not worth it. Oh yeah, like, you can easily spend twenty bucks between between a beverage and a snack. Yeah, it's, it's, and especially uh, you know with the, with the ticket costing you know thirteen bucks. That's like, come on. And the other wow. problem I have too is that when you get these massive sodas, you end up having to leave the theater to go to the bathroom, and that's not a fun experience. No, no way. No one wants to miss some of the. Movie, you miss yeah. some of the movie. So, yeah, I don't know what the future holds. What Matt? What do you think is the future of? snacks at the movie theater the future of snacks at the movie theater i see um i don't see getting any any better i i mean i'm i'm kind of pessimistic about that i i don't i think that nothing is really going to change if anything we're just going to see them get more expensive and have even less content except for popcorn popcorn i feel like is is going to just actually popcorn you can do some interesting things with and they're they're starting to do this. They're getting away from like just the butter and salt route. Now you can have kettle corn, you can have chocolate covered popcorn, caramel corn, cheesy popcorn. And they're adding all that stuff to mm-hmm. the popcorn. If mm-hmm. anything, and I here's my my optimistic bit. I think that the variety of snacks is going to increase and I think you're going to see more of your like meal type beverages like meal or meal type foods like you're going to see more of your besides just hot dogs and pizza you're going to see like a full grill maybe like a grilled cheese or something or hamburgers kind of almost like dinery foods um definitely a big push right now to save movie theaters from going out of style is the eat in yeah. experience the yep. dine-in experience is now, have very you done very that? hip right now i have done it Okay, I've never done it. I'm very fascinated. How does this work? I'm very fascinated. So at the movie theater by me, what you do is you order your food before the meal. You order your meal before the movie starts. Everybody gets a menu. You have some. You get there nice and early, so you have some time to look over it. Um, You get you you talk to the waiter, um, and you get whatever you want on the menu. They bill you afterwards after the movie's over. Um, they just, they, they actually, uh, what my theater does is they set up a tab once you buy your ticket Mm -hmm. and they just charge all your food to that tab. Makes sense. Um, yeah. So the, uh, ideally they try to get the food to you before the movie starts or during the trailers. But if you come in late, if you come in during uh, the coming attractions, um, they, there's actually these, uh, there's pathways in the movie theater. The aisles kind of go lower mm. than you would expect. They kind of like slant downward. Um, and the people come with your food on the, you know, down these aisles that are slanted lower so that they don't block anyone's vision of the movie. And nice. Kind of almost hand you upward your food. Um, and you, you, uh, you have a countertop that runs the entire length of the, of the row that you're in. And you eat on everybody eats on this like bar type countertop in front of you. It's actually very it's very neat. You you enjoyed uh, it? I enjoyed my movie, my my experience. Uh, really good French fries. 
wasn't too crazy about the burger, but the yeah. fries were awesome. And again, fries are what you want because you want to, you know, have something you can. That's right. That that could be the future on. of snacks. Fries and a shake. Now, that's that's good. For yeah. Now, did you get? Now, I know a lot of places too. It's now alcohol. That's the other big push is beer and wine. I didn't get any because I was watching the Charlie Brown movie and I felt <laughs> I felt I didn't really all need around. alcohol. <laughs> I could have gotten one. I just wasn't. I, I got a milkshake. I got like a. It's probably smart. I, I got like a chocolate milkshake, and it was it was enjoyable. And uh, it was a nice, wholesome snack to have while you're watching Charlie Brown. Um, also, the movie wasn't that long. So they like any fancy drinks or things like that might have taken too long to right. to get there. So, yeah. Interesting. Um, I do intend to have a drink or two the next time I go see a, a dine-in movie. And it wasn't all that expensive. To be honest, it was um, well, comparable very to a regular restaurant, kind of very reasonable. Yeah, and I and I would much prefer that to any movie theater type concession. Oh yeah, for sure. No, no, no. I think I think you're seeing a lot more of those because again, it's it's a unique experience. And what do you do before you see a movie? You go to dinner. I mean, it's it's kind of yeah. a no brainer to combine those. Definitely. I wonder yeah. the drive-in movie. I wonder yes. what the future of the drive-in movie looks like. Oddly enough, I see that making a comeback. But that's, again, the unique experience, something you right. can't get at home. Exactly. It's something that you can't get anywhere else. And that's why I see it making a comeback. Because it has almost a nostalgic feel, you know, for the baby boomers. Mm -hmm. uh, so that definitely is, is a, it plays to popularity. The, the biggest problem I see is that you need both square footage... And it's seasonal. Exactly. At least exactly. in the north. Seasonal. Um, Up in the north, yeah, it's a seasonal thing. So, so that that's, it's a that's hard where the struggle is. Because what do you do with that field? You know, it's a it's a vacant lot in the in the winter. And, you know, you still have to maintain it. Yep. But yeah, I agree. And that's that's where the struggle comes in, is is how do you how do you balance that, you know, seasonal type uh, facility. Hmm. But I guess we can't I, solve all the world's problems. I guess not. I'm really interested to see where the future of movies will go. Uh, movie theaters will go well, because it's something that's kind of up in the air right now. Well, all I'll say is, well, we don't know the future of movie theaters. I don't expect it to change soon because even 10, 20 years ago, people were predicting the end of, Oh, VCRs in the home. No one will go to the theaters anymore. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's what they were saying. So I don't know about that. No, they were. I I swear Maybe, I can I yeah. will pill you old newsreels where they were saying that. <laughs> now I don't know if they meant it, but they were saying it. And so I I I think you will continue to see changes, but I even ten years from now, there'll still be movie theaters that are that are frequented. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said before, I don't think it's it's going away fast. It's like it's like the book. I think the book will be around with us for a long, long time. Yeah. Definitely for the rest of our lifetimes. Same with the movie theaters. There, there's a certain place for it. Uh, there's definitely always going to be an audience for it. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll see the direction that takes. I just went into a Barnes & Noble the other day for the first time ever. Well, not the first time ever. First time in a long time. Yeah. God, those places suck. What? Why do I go there? I love Barnes and Noble. No, I couldn't find any books, and I went on Amazon. I found what? like a thousand books. 
Uh, it was awful. I'm like, why, why do I come here? It was just a bunch of people sitting around reading and like taking up space. It was awful. I love being in bookstores. No. I just enjoy it. Well, Barnes I and love Noble being is, in there. Yeah. And the smell of a new book is, oh, wow. I, I can wait like two it. days. There's nothing like it. No, I like paper books. I just actually ordered nothing some. Nothing like it. Now, I, I will agree. It's it's hard to sometimes it's hard to find exactly what you want, and a lot of places don't have exactly what you're looking for, and that's when you resort to using a buying them online. But uh, I like I like going in there. Like if I'm if I'm in between books and I don't have anything to read, and it's you know not something I can get at my local library. Um, definitely support your local libraries, but uh, if it's something that usually I like to keep biographies, I like to keep history books. Like I like to have a collection of those, um, but you know, fiction I usually go for at the library. Yeah. Try to get it out and get it back. That's a good idea. Yeah, but but I think I think that uh, with bookstores is an entirely different ballgame. Mm. That is one problem we will not be solving tonight because we are out of time. We are out of time. But this was a heck of a lot of fun. I sure think. Absolutely. And this was a Definitely. fun episode. If if you've got interesting, I hope we learned some things. We did learn some things. We hope you learned some things out there. And if you have thoughts on movie theaters, the future of movies, the future of snacks, what you like to eat, um, you should let us know. Up for debate TV at gmail.com and on Twitter at up for debate TV. Um, either place, ping us, and we might talk about you on the air. Um, of course, if you want all of our episodes, you can go to our fantastic website, upfordebate.tv. There, uh, you can click the uh, the links button, and it'll give you everywhere you can follow us and subscribe to the show. It'll have the video and the audio of all the episodes. And for a limited time, and by limited time, I mean all summer, upfordebate.tv slash draft has the uh, sheet and all the information about our movie draft we did last episode. If you haven't seen it, um, Matt, I got to tell you, I almost never re-listen to any of these shows i just don't do it a i don't have time and b i just don't find it enjoyable but i was in the car coming back from poughkeepsie and it just came up next on my podcast player the movie draft so i listened to like the first hour of it that was really good like we, that was entertaining and that was fun oh. i i enjoyed it as much listening to it <laughs> as i did surprised. doing it i am oh i don't think any of this is good um but i really enjoy it. it was a lot of fun so um i recommend people check out episode uh, 48 and then go to the website and you can see how we're doing we'll update that all summer long and on these uh episodes i would have done it tonight but none of the movies have come out yet so as soon as they do we'll we'll update them as well matt anything else before we uh we wrap nah i think that's all let's uh let's kvass on out of here and oh, uh i'm like nauseous thinking about we'll it grab some ants and uh it's watch the you better be careful what you say, Matt, because you might get some chocolate-covered bugs showing up at your house soon. So, <laughs> Well, as long as they're not alive. I can't make that promise. I can't make that promise. Uh, thank everybody for joining us. We will see you next time for yet another debate here on Up4Debate.